This baby hits 88 miles per hour. They're gonna see some serious. Welcome back to the Pass Forward Podcast. This is episode 77, 28 weeks later. Ooh, that's, that's fitting. It's not a retro. I mean, it kind of is now, but it's whatever. It, it's it, the, only it will be that, the, yeah. the only thing that had to do with like an apocalypse of any kind that I can find. <laughs> um, Contagion. I like it. I'm Corey Draper with me digitally. Oh, at home. As always, with me as always, but digitally. Yeah, from, are, from afar. Are my fellow quarantinians, Colin Harmon. That's me. <laughs> and Wes Allen. Sorry, folks, world's closed. <laughs> <laughs> Very appropriate. Um, yeah, we are on a Zoom call right now. We are quarantined like the rest of you are. I'm sure you all have heard this on your other podcasts that you listen to, but uh, so I won't go into the apologies. Sound quality, yada, 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 whatever. Um, we're trying our best. We're trying our best. I'm currently recording into a, a video, uh, a microphone meant for video cameras that I'm plugging <laughs> into my old Android phone. So we'll see it's, how this goes. This should go fine. We're so it professional. It's better than recording on like a BLT or something like that. That wouldn't yeah. really do any good. How are you guys <laughs> doing? Are you holding up? You living, living life? Still alive. Put pants on today. You know, it's, it's pretty big milestones happening over here, but uh, not a whole lot of in uh, outdoorsy activities or in my future or any of our future really until like uh, 2020 yeah. maybe 2023 somewhere in there hopefully somewhere. So. fingers crossed yeah. i um i we've been outside a lot but just you know walking the neighborhood and you know walking the yeah. dog i had to cancel my trip to wuhan which stinks yeah yeah, I know you were looking forward to that. <laughs> really was. <laughs> I've been growing out my beard just to be dramatic. I just oh, want to yeah. grow it until this whole thing's over with, and then shave it off. It's like a whole castaway situation. Yeah, exactly. I just, I just yeah. want to be me situation. Yeah, I want to be like Corey. Yeah, we all do. Well, I hope everybody out there is um, nice and safe and healthy. Uh, and obviously, we're thinking about those who are not, and those who have family members and are affected by this weird pandemic um but you know life goes on and we've obviously taken a little bit of a break but we're back we figured out a way a way to do this uh remotely and it's uh now i feel like is a better time than ever to talk about the good old days and that's what this podcast is about you know the days when we could leave our houses and yeah, go to sporting today. events together <laughs> not today but uh you know days of your Mm -hmm. um so we got a lot to talk about obviously this is our first episode in a while which means there's a lot of news to get into a and lot. whenever we do that we like to call it a recurrent affair i did hear that they're going to actually start playing that over loudspeakers through the towns just to like get people <laughs> to stay indoors as much as possible i like it yeah we'll see mm -hmm. it would work for me oh certainly well, let's kick it off with the depressing stuff. I mean, we kind of already did, but, um, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's reality. all depressing right now. <laughs> yeah, we uh, always kick these off with the sad things first, so then we can get to the happy. And uh, the, the people that have died that were, you know, whether vaguely or significantly a part of our childhoods have passed away. Um, James Lipton, host of, the, of Inside the Actors Studio. Did you guys ever watch that show? 
I did somewhat like uh, it kind of depended on if there was an actor that I liked or not, of course, but I watched, yeah. it, I watched it every, I think I watched more of Will Ferrell's impersonation of him on SNL more. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think, I think that's that how camp. I kind of discovered who James Lipton was, but right. Yeah. I was surprised to I, see how long that show was on the air. It was from yeah. 94 until 2018. Um, oh, wow. Which is nuts. That is crazy. I mean, he lived a long life. Um, he passed away very recently of bladder cancer, but he was 93. So that's crazy. Um, pretty yeah, iconic. He was holding face. his pee the whole time. That's why he probably. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Going to move on from that. Okay. Uh, James Lipton, R.I.P. Uh, R.I.P. Adam Schlesinger, <laughs> the guy who wrote the theme song for that thing you do. It was not Tom Hanks. Um, oh. What a lie. He, I thought it was a documentary. <laughs> uh, is the member... Well, you know, in in the movie... Never mind. Uh, he, <laughs> Adam was a member of Fountains of Wayne. Um, he, he was a um, victim of coronavirus. Died from complications from coronavirus at 52. Oh. So pretty young. Oof. That's not good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad that his claim to fame was that thing you do. Because Fountains of, Fountains of Wayne, didn't they write the... Stacy's mom song. Is that true? Stacy's uh, mom. There it is. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, I'm surprised they wrote such a catchy tune for that thing I, you do. I'm a big fan of that thing you do. Not a big fan of Stacy's mom, the song. What about Stacey's the person mom you're playing with? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. The person's great. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. Stuart Gordon. He's a writer, director, producer. You might know him from such projects as. Oh, Honey, I Shrunk the t- the Kids is probably the most popular thing that he wrote. Well, he was uh, mainly a horror guy. So he yeah. directed Reanimator. He directed From Beyond. But I think Reanimator, Reanimator is probably his claim to fame and kind of a cult classic. But yeah, he originally wrote Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and was going to direct it, but he got sick. So um, Joe Johnson. Was it going to be a horror when he wrote it? <laughs> no, I think he I think I did see an interview. I kind of see that. I saw an interview saying that like he was worried that Disney wasn't going to let him have fun with it because of his re- reputation. But right. yeah, but thankfully we got that fun, weird movie that it was. Yeah. I wonder what made him make the jump from doing horror to doing honey. I shrunk the kids. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know. I feel like there's been a, a good bit of like directors like that doing Marvel movies now and stuff mm-hmm. like the one yeah. that did, uh, uh, Dr. Strange and, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy were all kind of horror directors beforehand. So, and uh, Sam Raimi was a big horror guy before yeah, he exactly. Spider Man with Tobey Maguire. So, mm-hmm. Evil Dead. It happens. It happens. Um, so, R.I.P. Stuart Gordon, age of seventy-two. Hmm. But that's it. Thankfully, um, so far. Well, there's uh, one as, more as sad recording thing coming up. Uh, yeah, and we'll get to that. Um, R.I.P. the original release date of Ghostbusters. Um, <laughs> we were very excited about this, particularly Wes. Uh, we, if you've listened to our past episodes, yeah. we've talked about this one a lot. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife was supposed to come out this summer, July 10th, and has been pushed because of some stupid virus uh, to next year in March. So a year from now, uh, yeah, or 11 months from crazy. now. And uh, that's, a cr- that's a crazy big delay um Wes I don't know if you've heard anything as to why but I would assume the reason is because they are looking at that calendar of the rest of Hollywood and trying to figure out a strategic time to release it I guess so Uh, like 
as soon as all this stuff started happening and they started delaying releases of movies, I was like, oh gosh, please let Ghostbusters still hang in there. But as soon as I saw the release date, I was like, really? That's an entire year from now, which is yeah. insane. Which I'm like, couldn't they have released it like in October or something? I feel like that would have been a good season for that. Um, but like March, it's also not a really good movie season. Hmm. You know, as far as making money and all that, obviously like summer blockbusters are get the most money, but yeah, but I know that they need to promote it and they probably still need, I know they finished filming it, but I'm obviously they need to finish like post-production on it and all that stuff. But yeah, it just seems pretty extreme, but I guess they just kind of find their slots of how to shift everything around with all their other movies and that's where it landed. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be so many movies that come out next year, though. Like, it's going to yeah. be <laughs> yeah, it's gangbusters. Back, backlogged. Yeah. Now's the time to buy our movie pass, guys. <laughs> R.I.P. movie pass. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have AMC uh, A-list, and they, like, has, they've paused my account because oh, really? of all this. So uh, that's, that's kind of good for them. them. Yeah, good for them. It's um, not a good look at all if any service just keeps charging you for something that you're not yeah, using. Yeah, for real. But... I'm kind of like, I don't know if we're going to have another recurrent affair episode for a while. Cause I'm sure there's not going to be any news coming out of things coming out soon. So well, or it's going to be really front heavy for a, for a little while. Yeah. So <laughs> we actually have to come up with content ourselves. <laughs> oh, RIP no. recurrent affair. <laughs> next thing on the list. So true. Hey, here's something that's coming back and they did confirm that it's still coming back. Dunkaroos. They're going to show up hopefully this summer, unless they do in the, Indeed, delay it. Well, I mean, um, they release it in grocery stores, so it's a essential it's company. It, yeah, it's true. It's essential. Yeah. This is essential it, to my it, diet, it, at least. Yes, it is essential. Or it will be. Yeah, we I'll did, be honest, uh, I don't think I knew that these actually went away. I think I just realized, uh, like, oh, they just... <laughs> I just think I just stopped eating them and assumed, like, oh, yeah, they're gone. Yeah, apparently they were releasing up until 2012, I think, which I'm like, how the heck... Oh, wow. Did I stop watching, like eating all that stuff? But I don't know. Yeah. But we for a while, know. they were only released in Canada. Oh, interesting. Okay. So uh, they were still kicking in Canada, but they finally yeah. realized that Americans are fat and we can all exactly. use some more cookies and, and icing. Well, we posted on our Instagram one of those uh, games about your favorite things from the 90s. And I know the one I filled out, the, the snack of choice... My favorite 90s snack was Dunkaroos. Mm. That was your go-to. It's really good. I loved Dunkaroos. My, the one that I put was Ecto Cooler, and I was hoping that this summer we would get Ecto Cooler again because of the Ghostbusters uh, movie. We're but, trying to move uh, on, Wes. No. There's so much. There's, it's, it's like a domino effect with this movie. There's so many toys, Ecto Cooler, merchandising that I'm not going to get this summer. I know. Yeah, but the movie is definitely the thing that's really going to ruin our summers is that yes. movie not happening exactly. single-handedly. I can't think I of any other factor. I really can't either. That. Yeah. That's the most important thing going on right now. I'm just glad you see it that way as well. I know. Yeah. So here's something that is being also being revived. Kids in the hall. They're bringing back kids in the hall. It's an eight episode season for Amazon. which is pretty cool. I don't know if you guys watch Kids in the Hall. I I know at least in our country, it was released on Comedy Central. Yeah, that's uh, what I mainly look for. Very uh, Canadian (laughs) comedy, but it was pretty funny. Had had guys like uh, uh, 
Dave, Dave Foley? That's his name, right? Um, I think so, yeah. You might remember him from News Radio, off the top of my head. Blast from the past. Yeah. What I, I, I barely remember Kids in the Hall, but what I really remember is they cross-dressed a lot. That's what I was going to say. They dressed like <laughs> women a lot. That's the only thing I remember. But I remember it coming on like either before or after Mystery Science Theater when it was on Comic yeah. Central. So I always remember those promos running when I was watching Mystery Science Theater, like Kids in the Hall and all that. So um, hmm. I did watch it, but I don't remember much from it. Well, what's uh, really cool is that it's being executive produced by Lauren Michaels. Yeah, a, can- a Canadian, an OG Canadian. Yeah, is he Canadian? Is mm-hmm. God of All SNL? Um, so, could be, could be good, could be fun. We'll see. We'll yeah. see if there is a market for it on streaming services. Maybe I'll check it out. Yep. Uh, okay, so somebody else returning. Well, something else returning. Which, I don't know, did we talk about this? Honey, I Shrunk the Kids sequel? I think we said it. that it was announced okay. for Disney+, Plus, but it's not the case anymore. And Rick Moranis is coming back. Coming which out of is, retirement. Which is amazing. That is. Hopefully they're paying him a pretty nickel. Well, probably more than Ghostbusters was willing to pay him, because <laughs> he's not in the afterlife. So that is they true. got that Disney money, so... Yeah, I, I would much rather see him in Ghostbusters than Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. But really? Because I feel me. like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids kind of needs him. I don't feel like yeah. Ghostbusters necessarily needs him. I would love to see him in it. but um. It's a bigger role for sure for him, but it's not as good of a movie. I mm. feel like... I mean, obviously you can't have Honey, I Shrunk the Kids without Rick Moranis. It won't feel the same without mm-hmm. him, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> rather see i feel like i feel like a cameo in ghostbusters would give me more joy mm. i don't care who shrinks what i just want to have some <laughs> that's right rick moranis in my ghostbusters that or uh another theatrical release of little shop of horrors mm. or oh, little giants interesting. i'm not gonna little, be giant, little giants oh. so or, there... stra- or strange brew we take that mm, true. well the good thing about Rick Moranis being in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is that you see less of Joss Gad. <laughs> yes. So there's that plus. What is it about him, sidebar? He is just like, kind of well, annoying. Kind of? <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah, a little bit more than kind of. He's a lot, Like I can but... see him as his son, as Rick Moranis' son in the mm-hmm. show, but I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Annoying, yeah. Yeah. I thought maybe he would just be the ant again, like he'd come back as anti or something like that. He's already played a snowman, so he yeah. he sort of gets that. But. Just a natural jump. Yeah. yeah snowman, <laughs> ant, it's fine. So that will be released in theaters, not for Disney+. Plus. This will be on Disney+, Plus, and it's a Mighty Ducks sequel series with Emilio Estevez himself. Which is so amazing. So we're, we're pulling up Rick Moranis from the grave. We're pulling up Emilio Estevez from the grave. Uh, theoretically, <laughs> that Disney uh, money, man. See, this oh, is man. why Disney, you know, merged with, or they bought Marvel, they merged with Fox. They just got all this cash flow coming in, so they could bring back Emilio Estevez and Rick Moranis. That's why. And they're gonna need it now that all the parks are closed. They're gonna need to bring some extra coin to That's cover that truth. backlog. Uh, Wes, do you want to go? Do you want to do the reading for the synopsis of the Mighty Ducks sequel series? No, you can do it. Okay, I don't like reading. <laughs> The Do new it in Don Lafontaine, though. 
Yeah. The, the new Mighty Ducks is set in present-day Minnesota, where the Mighty Ducks have evolved from scrappy underdogs to an ultra-competitive powerhouse youth hockey team. So they're the bad guys now? Is that what I'm hearing? After yeah. after 12-year-old Evan is unceremoniously cut from the Ducks, he and his mom, Alex, set out to build their own ragtag uh, team of misfits to challenge the cutthroat when it all costs culture of competitive youth sports. So they are. They are the villains now. I hope that Amelia Estevez isn't the villain coach. That would be very would be very conflicted. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, Maybe it's very... like he starts out as the villain, but then finds his way and over the course of... Like, he got caught up in all the competitive youth sports, mm. and then this plucky sports. kid and his mom show him the way. That's probably what it is. <laughs> I just like that this is like the story of, like, suburban sports. It's like <laughs> rivals. <laughs> I, I still don't it's understand how they right? went to the Olympics. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I kind of wish that they would have taken my uh, Mighty Duck sequel idea that I had way back Oh, then. yeah. Do you want to like, refresh the listeners' yes, refresh. minds on that idea? I'm trying to remember what it was. And not it just was, mine, was, because I don't remember it. <laughs> it. It was a Marvel movie called Mighty Ducks oh, that's Crack right. Attack. And it has Howard the Duck somewhere in there? Yeah. How, Amelia Estevez was uh, actually Howard the Duck, and they were playing the Vikings from the Mighty Ducks 2 and they were actually Vikings that were trying to take over the world and all that stuff. So, yeah, I would watch that. And I kind of combined the animated series, Mighty Ducks that were like the, the actual ducks that were muscular and like superhero kind of thing. So it was kind of write that fan fiction. Seriously. Already written. I got it. (laughs) It's right here. Submit it to Netflix. Apparently they just accept anything. Um, (laughs) Okay. So, we have an Aladdin sequel that we've all been clamoring for. Is this is this okay? I already read it. It is for theatrical. That's interesting. Yeah, not I mean, just Disney Plus. So this isn't straight to video like yeah. uh, like Return of Jafar. This is this is straight to the theaters because they're really milking up those uh, live action movies. Which did it do that well? Like I know that's I kind know. of a naive question. That is question. a great question. I think it did. I think I mean, that I saw Lion it, King but... made more money, but obviously oh. people didn't like it as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think that Aladdin was the winner there, but yeah, it seems weird to have a sequel for that. Because I have, yeah. I have not been not able to genie anymore. Yeah. Well, I don't I mean, remember he how in... Return of Jafar went. I don't either. I remember seeing it once, I think at least, but. I mean, yeah. So my question is, is this going to be a live action version of Return of Jafar or is this going to be a brand new sequel? Hopefully the latter. Hopefully. Um, if it's the same, they should bring back Dan Castellaneta as voice of the genie or the genie in general and not Will Smith. Hot take. Um, <laughs> are you are you anti Will Smith as the genie? No, I just love Dan Castellaneta because he's That's Homer fair. Simpson. Yeah. Um, Actually, I, I liked the live-action Aladdin more than most people, I think. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. it. I enjoyed it over The Lion King. Yes, 100%. Yes. As much as I hate to admit it, I, I did like Aladdin more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was pretty. My thoughts so. So more Disney Plus coming up and, and more Josh Gad. Get ready. Oh, Gaston boy. and LeFou are coming via prequel series to Disney Plus. You happy about that, Colin? 
Again, everybody know. was asking for this. I do like Gaston as a character, not necessarily as a you know as a villain character, but I feel like he's an entertaining uh, example of odd machismo. But I'm interested to see what they do with it. Like he's weirdly likable and like a oh you suck mm-hmm. kind of way that I think is uh, I don't know. I'm intrigued by it, but so, I can't pick myself watching all of these. My question now is so you know with. The live-action Beauty and the Beast. Obviously, they made LeFou a little in love with Gaston, Gaston, like obsessed to the point of a romantic interest. Mm-hmm. So, are they going to keep that in a prequel series on Disney Plus? And if so, that's interesting to me because I think a lot of parents will be upset. Um, not that they should or shouldn't be. I'm just saying that that's an interesting dynamic to make a series between these two especially if one is in love with the other mm-hmm. then are they going to explore that storyline i'll be interested well it's a prequel so who knows if like we'll uh, see him those steps into right. him falling in love with them oh uh, yeah that's interesting um it's going to include the once upon a time creators and uh. josh gad himself is going to be writer and showrunner. So, which is troubling. I don't, I don't know if you guys watched any of the Once Upon a Time stuff back in the day. Well, I know West did a little bit, but yeah. Oof. I mean, it was just one of those things where, like, I wish they had like eighty to ninety more dollars per episode just to like make it <laughs> triple their budget and just let it go the, for it. I liked the first season of it because it was interesting, but yeah, I feel like so they cool. only had that idea and they didn't know how to take it any further. So yeah, yeah. they're like, "Oh no, people watched it. We got to keep going." <laughs> I won't say anything because uh, my wife watched that whole series, and I don't want to offend her. No, I watched uh, for a long time, and I was just, it yeah. was I was watching it to say that I didn't give up, not because I was really yeah. enjoying it. By the yeah, end, I, I probably got three or four seasons. I think that in. was the same for Heather as well. Yeah. There's going to be a live action movie on Netflix based on Dragon's Lair. Which I'm very intrigued by this because of who is involved in this project. Ryan Reynolds yeah. yes. is going to star and produce. That's what which piques is my interest. Very, yeah. It's like if this was some nobody, it's like, okay, yeah, it'd probably be really stupid. But Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool himself, will be mm-hmm. a part of this. So what are your thoughts? Did either, either of you guys play Dragon's Lair? I didn't, but I'm very well aware of it. I watched people yeah. play it, and of course, they played it in season two of Stranger Things, so everybody knows about it now. Yeah, um, I barely even knew about it until Stranger Things hit, so that, that was just before my time. No, but it's crazy how they made a fully like animated movie-looking video game back then, yeah. which is nuts. Mm-hmm. Which that yeah. did blow me away that that existed back then when I found out about it. Um, yeah, but I'll be interested definitely with Ryan Reynolds involved. And it's Netflix, so I don't have to spend any money on it. <laughs> it's just it's pre you're pre bought in that sense, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I get that. <laughs> I think that's fine. There's gonna be a reboot of your favorite movie, my favorite movie, everybody's favorite movie, Anaconda. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know, that Ice Cube joint. And uh, J-Lo. And J-Lo. Ice Cube and J-Lo. And was it Owen Wilson in that one? Or no? I may be, com- uh. I may, may be confusing it. Somebody fact check me real quick. Anaconda's getting re- rebooted. Uh, it is from the screenwriter of Snow White and the Huntsman. So that's kind of, <laughs> that's a great, 
endorsement. Yeah, for sure. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but it says they're going to make it in the style of The Meg, which is like the Megalodon uh, right. movie that came out a couple of years ago with the mm. giant. It's kind of like a like a, a B movie, which I think it's Starring good to Jerry approach Seinfeld? that with. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. It's a B movie. Yeah. Um, it's a good approach for like a subject like that because Anaconda kind of is a B movie without intending to be. Um, so I think it's good to approach that like intentionally. Um, I like movies like that. Which I like, I, I, like I kind of want to revisit Anaconda now because I like things like Congo and things like that. I revisit that like a, a while ago and I really like it. That's a good um, pull. Congo's a good movie. It is a good movie. Uh, I looked it up. Owen Wilson is in Anaconda. He is? There wow. you go. Wow. wow. <laughs> Look at that big snake! Wow, <laughs> it's ginormous! Wow. <laughs> Something else is getting rebooted. The thing. What's it called? The thing. The thing. Yeah, but like, what's the what's the title? Of the it? thing is getting rebooted. Oh, I see. Okay. Do you want me to take <laughs> this one, Corey? Take it away, Mister Horror Guy. Yeah. This is actually have this have is our ever... horror section. Have y'all ever heard of the thing before? Oh yeah, You've, yeah. Okay, cool. The old but version of it. Yeah, it's a fantastic sci-fi horror movie from the great John Carpenter. Um, but ah, I love it, and uh, Universal and Blumhouse is going to be doing it, which they've done a really great job with uh, the Halloween sequel that came out a couple years ago, and Invisible Man, and things like that. So I'm really excited for them to kind of tackle this together. I feel like they've Mm. done a good job. Um, But the interesting thing about this, I'm going to nerd out for a second. So bear with me. But both the, the thing is based off of a movie from the fifties called the thing from another world. And both the eighties version and the fiftieth version were both kind of adaptations of a short story from the thirties called who goes there. And two years ago, someone discovered a novel length of that short story and they started a Kickstarter to fund a release of the full novel and they called it frozen hell. And they're basing this new reboot off of that novel that they found from the original writer back in the thirties. So hmm. it's a very interesting take on it to see kind of like the original creator's vision of it. Yeah, that's very interesting. See, why can't more think why can't more sequels just be like, oh yeah, we found this Brocken version of it that the original like the original creators came up with or something like that. Like why aren't those addicts being rated for like really good ideas instead of like people that used to write, I don't know, other stupid stuff like the huntsman and what garbage <laughs> or Not that they're asking us, right? Or take X Disney movie and make it live action. Yeah, like that's no, don't do that. <laughs> I feel like that's why, uh, like Blumhouse, I feel like they do a great job of honoring material like that. I feel like they don't do things unless they can do a new take on it. Because you know, you take Invisible Man, which is great. I, I guess you you guys probably didn't see that, right? But um, I don't think anyone did. But a couple of years ago, they they tr- Universal tried to do the whole like MCU version of uh, Universal Monsters with a mummy, and it was awful. Hmm. So Blumhouse did like a very low budget version of Invisible Man, did their own take on it, and it was amazing. So 
I'm really excited what they'll do with the thing, which the thing about the thing is that it has some of the best practical effects I've ever seen in a movie. And that's interesting. And I just hope that they do more things like that because they came out with like a prequel of the thing of like 10 years ago or something. And there was a bunch of CGI and all that on it. So I hope that they do a lot of really cool practical effects with it. Should be cool. Yeah, which and that's by having the, its own resurgence in some sense of like kind of staying true to more of the you know original prop making and some of that kind of stuff. So maybe it's good yeah, timing. I think so. The only thing is like Blumhouse is known for doing low budget stuff, so I know that that's not cheap to do. Um, mm. But by the way, I want to call out Scary Movie Ice Cream Night. I want to do a The Thing episode with you guys because I know that you guys haven't mm. covered that movie yet. And I'm all for it. So hit me up. I'll do an episode with you. Oh, I would listen to that. I would listen to that so hard. (laughs) Hey, uh, while we're on the track of Wes's happy, fun horror times, let's go to the (laughs) Day of the Dead sci-fi series that's been announced. And uh, it's going to be 10 episodes on on sci-fi, obviously. So what do you think about that, Wes? I think it'll be cool. I'm always a fan of uh, the Romero, Romero uh, zombie series. So um, I think it'd be cool to see sci-fi's take on it. Um, I guess they'll, since Walking Dead, nobody cares about Walking Dead anymore. A, a new zombie series will be good <laughs> to see a fresh take on it. Um, that was my first thought of like, are they going to see if they can compete? Because I mean, they have Walking Dead and isn't uh, Fear the Walking Dead still going too? They have a. They're coming out with a few Walking Dead series lately. I, I know that there's going to be like a teen version that's coming out soon, and a, I think they're coming out with a few theatrical movies with Rick. Hmm. Um, but I'm like, does anybody care anymore? I feel like it's really lost steam, like the last five years yeah. or so. So it's kind of like know. when all those vampire movies and shows were coming out at once. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's it's sci-fi, and they're not really they're known for doing those kind of over-the-top kind of Sharknado type movies. Yeah. Um, so I hope it's not kind of just cheesy, but like they actually do like quality stuff. I know if they've done some things with like Channel Zero was a really good show, um, but uh, I'll be interested to see what they do with it. Wes, there has been a Candyman trailer. How excited are you? From ten to ten. 10 to 10. Um, I'm probably about an 8 with it. That was not the parameters. I, I know, but I'm going to break it. I'm going to say an 8. Um, did y'all watch this trailer? I did. Sort of regretfully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I'm afraid of bees. So Candyman creeps me out. And I'm afraid of the Bloody Mary myth which Mm. we've talked about a few times so it's kind of a combination of those two things that kind of hits me in a weird way but um i I, the original candy man i've only seen maybe once when i was like in middle school i don't think i've revisited it since so i don't know the the lore of it very well but it looks the trailer looks really good i know jordan peele is involved in it he's not directing yeah. it but he it looks very he well wrote done wrote um and i'm excited for it because i always like i like get out i like us so i'm excited for it 
I am watching it silently right now. And <laughs> I hope you enjoy watching it, Wes. I really do. Yeah, it's one of those, <laughs> even watching it, I mean, I didn't watch it silently, but I can imagine. It has enough in it to where I'm like, yeah, some of these visuals are just not my scene. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Like, I watched it, I think I watched it on my phone when it first comes out, because that's how every director likes for you to watch their content, is on your phone. Prefer it, really, yeah. Uh, but then they played the trailer in front of Invisible Man, and I liked it a lot better the second time, being in, you know, like a Dolby Theater and all that, it affects you with, you know, all the feels and all that, so it was it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for it. Um, that- and apparently it's, I think it's, they consider it a spiritual sequel so it's kind of a reboot, but it's like kind of continuing the story in huh. a way. But interesting. Yeah. Again, the, uh, I don't know Beyonce enough about track, the stories. The Beyonce track they use in that trailer, though, I thought was pretty clever. Yeah. I appreciate that. I think Jordan Peele's movies are known for doing creepy covers of like pop songs. Oh. I so can't I, remember what they did with other trailers, but I think that's a thing that he does. Since hmm. I'm watching it silently, I'm just imagining single ladies in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good guess. It, it makes it less scary when you do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, yeah, again, Wes, I hope you enjoy it. Um, Thank you. <laughs> and finally, to end uh, Wes's horror uh, reviews, Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> has, has been Actually, released. this is scarier than any of those movies um, that are coming out. I never got to see it. Wes, you saw it? you seen it? I've seen it. I didn't get to yet. I actually do want to see it because... As you know, I'm a Jim Carrey fan through and through. But I was hoping it would show up on one of these free stream, or not free, but one of the streaming sites that I could yeah. watch it and not have to spend well, you money can on it. Buy it for 19.99 right now. Full price that junk. Yeah, worth it. Yeah, no. Uh, okay, so I'm guess I'm gonna head on this one. You can uh, you can spoil because I we know how the game uh, goes. Well, I saw an I'll, image from the end of it that spoiled things that I would have mm, guessed happened anyway, but then I yeah, saw the image and I'm a, like, that's dang a, it, that's one of the, like, the one thing I would have been interested in. But well, anyway. it's, it's, the image that you saw is literally all that you see. Oh, okay. It's it's a post-credit scene. So, spoiler for the next five seconds, they, Tails is going to be in the next movie if they make one. Um, but I will say... The thing that you want to hear, Jim Carrey is definitely the best part of this movie. He does yeah. an incredible job. He's throwback Jim Carrey. He's energetic. He's funny. Definitely best part of the movie. Um, it's kind of a roller coaster ride of quality for the rest of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like it kind of starts off kind of pretty good. By the the middle of it, it gets very annoying. Like Sonic is <laughs> aggravating and which is not what you want for your title character. Certainly not. <laughs> um, where you're just like, ah, God, you're messing up everything. You're so annoying. Just give us tales. Um, but by the end of it, it, it ends pretty strong. Um, but, you know, all the actors are pretty rough other than Jim Carrey. I feel like it's like kind of really, you know, those Christian movies, the like fireproof and things like that. I feel like it's that level of acting. And even James Marsden's. Yeah, it's. I feel like they needed another title character to like kind of be the buddy cop thing, but with Sonic and somebody else. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, it's it's fine. It's not garbage at all. But it's you know it's entertaining to watch, especially for Jim Carrey. Hmm. Um, and God, I'm so glad that they changed the design of Sonic because I feel like that would have really, you know, ruined the movie. Um, 
but yeah. it, it, it wasn't enough. But it was still there was other good. things they could have focused on changing as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's too bad. I'll still see it. I don't care. But like it, it feels I don't even like care. a nineties. It feels like a nineties movie. So it looks like you're watching something that's like thirty years old, which okay is with that. could be a good or a bad thing. Yeah, depending on what you like. <laughs> okay, might Clearly, be a good thing for us and our audience then. Yeah. Clearly, if you're listening to this right now, you're pretty much fine with that. Yeah, just pretend that you've never seen it before and it's just been out for 30 years and you'll yeah. probably like it more. <laughs> That's, good. That's good. That's good. Some good advice. Um, well, as we wrap up, I just want to leave you guys with one thought. And this is a complete tangent. But I had this thought as we're being, you know, uh, quarantined and all this technology is happening and uh, or we're putting to use this technology like Zoom calling and, and all this stuff. I mean, social media has been pushed to the forefront and it just made me so nostalgic for the 90s that like I sat there and thought, I feel like the 90s was like the last great decade. And I'm so biased when I say that. <laughs> but I just, yeah, I think back to, because, okay, so it's like the birth of the internet, right? So it was still this novel thing, but not dangerous enough. Um. <laughs> to destroy our lives as it has like no smartphones, no social media and cell phones. We weren't so addicted to people were still within reach. So that was fine. It was like the edge of technology before it run, ran our lives. Oh, now, for sure. if this pandemic happened, then it, life would be a lot more difficult probably. But, Yes. That said, more uh, on that on our next episode. I miss the '90s. <laughs> Just want to put that out there. I hope you guys are lamenting that with me. And that's basically all I got to say about that. That was just like my closing thoughts. And I miss hanging well out with said. you guys and talking about the '90s and the '80s. So we miss you guys. Uh, reach out to us and chat with us, please. We need some social we need human contact. <laughs> At PassForwardCast on Twitter, at PassForwardCast on Instagram, PassForwardPodcast on Facebook, PassForwardCast at AOL.com on email. Uh, let us know your thoughts on all the things. Yes. And we'd love to chat with you. And thanks for joining us again. We'll have another episode coming up soon. So I hope this audio isn't horrible enough that made you unsubscribe because we got more stuff coming your way. Yeah. And yeah, hang in there. Jeez. You got this. You got it. You, you can got do it. it. We yeah. got it. We got this. You got this far, so it shouldn't it. have bothered you that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess that's all for us. So until next time. COVID. COVID. <laughs> Jupiter. Oh, boy. Maybe we won't be back. Later, Snorks. <laughs> Pass Ford was recorded in front of a live studio audience at Nickelodeon Studios at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. Not! Hey, Clavis! Wake up! The show's over! Oh, yeah! Kick it!